we'll continue where we were this past Lord's Day. I guess the best place for you to open tonight is Deuteronomy chapter number 3. And I'm speaking to you about things that go with you at death. And I got to memory Sunday morning. Didn't get as far as I thought that I might. I, maybe I spent a little extra time with you moms and dads. I don't know if it was too long or or what, but your memories were with you. As I told you, I do not know how that that will be sanctified. If you enter glory. Now if you do not make it into glory, Everything, everything that you've ever heard will um, be like an endless recording in your head. It'll play over and over and over again. So you need to fulfill your responsibility in making certain of your calling and election that you might enter glory. I want to read verse 24 and 25 in, a, in just a little bit. But before I read, would you, would you bow with me as we seek the Lord for help from above? Father, in thy great mercy, your kindness, you've given us another opportunity. Our Father, whether we make use of it or whether it will condemn us, that responsibility lies upon each hearer. Because the Word of God sown as seed will take no root unless there's a prepared heart to receive it. And too much today is falling on that trodden path packed down where no seed can ever enter into the soil to sprout and spring up. I pray you might help us. For we, in a, we are in a very needful condition as a child of God as a church 
and as a member of this society in which we live. So I pray you help us, help in the declaration of truth and in the hearers. Help them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And before before we read those verses, let me pick up where we were, where I left off. And that was, and you need not turn back to it, but that was in Luke 10. Mary, Christ said of her, she's chosen that good part which shall not be taken from her. So whatever she gathered that night at the feet of the Lord Jesus, she's been enjoying that for 2,000 years and heaven to her has been enhanced Martha lost it didn't have it to go with her and you need to gather up every morsel you can to take with you As I told you, Martha was engaged in that which was right and needful to sustain life. But she just got the time frame wrong and the priority wrong. It's right to do your God-given duties as a wife, as a husband, as a mother, as a father, whatever it takes to provide it's right you do that but it's never right that you do it at the expense of a detriment to your own soul God had Adam working, dressing, keeping the garden before sin ever entered of course that was the place where God would meet with them in the cool of the day, God always will walk only with those that have clean hearts, pure hearts. And it was their duty, as it is yours, to keep the garden of your heart right before the Lord. What Martha did was for life here. What Mary did was for eternity. And as Abraham said to the rich man in hell, Son, remember, thou in thy lifetime You had all these things. And so your memory will go with you and it will either increase the intensity of hell or it will enhance heaven to you. What Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 as he closed out that section on love, now abideth faith, hope, charity. 
But the greatest of these, he said, is charity or love. For at heaven's portal are the last breath you draw here on earth. Faith's done away with. It won't go with you. You leave hope behind. And one of the things that will make hell what it is, is if there was the ticking of the clock, it would be endless. No hope there. They said charity is the greatest. Because that within your heart goes with you as you meet the Lord of glory. Therefore you should be spending as much time, making as much possible time as you can to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Every new discovery in Scripture, every ray of light that might penetrate from the Word of God into your into your mind and heart goes with you. Make use of it. All this will go with you. Now, Deuteronomy chapter number three. And verse number 24, we begin. And I want you to look at Moses. O Lord God, Thou hast begun to show Thy servant Thy greatness. You've begun. And Thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to Thy works and according to Thy mind? I don't know when Moses started growing. I don't know when he found out he was an Israelite. But somewhere before those first 40 years were ended for him there in Egypt, he knew my brethren are Israelites. And he took up for one and slew the Egyptian that was punishing him. So he began to know about the Lord, probably at an early age, before he ever entered into the house of Pharaoh, or after he did, there under, under his mother, taking care of him, hired to look after that child. So he knew who he was, he knew who Israel was, he knew who, who God was. But the first great encounter that he had with God was by that burning bush. And educated in all the fine schools in Egypt, his curiosity was stirred until God stopped him and said, What you're looking at cannot be cannot be unveiled, cannot be discovered, cannot be known by science or by your mental ability. 
your own holy ground. And he met God in the bush. And now 40 years later, his life is ending. Verse number 25, I pray thee let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain and Lebanon. Lord, what I've seen and learned of you thus far, it has so affected me with wonder, with awe and thankfulness that I'd like to see just a little more of your wondrous works down here. I'd like to see that goodly mountain over there get close to it. He knew what was going to take place there. And as, as death encroached upon him by God telling him you can't enter into that land, he's pleading with the Lord, let me go over and see Lebanon and that goodly mountain. Times before he had asked the Lord, just kill me. Get me out of and away from this rebellious people. But now he has a lingering desire to wait, find out something else, learn something else. Been walking with the Lord, we'll say, for certain 40 years. Learning God. But it is as the psalmist said in Psalm 111.2, The works of the Lord are great, and sought out of all them that take pleasure therein. If you take pleasure in that that God has done for you or is doing for you, and you begin to taste the great works that God has done. Not only at Calvary, but beginning before time ever was. Then you seek out. There's a hungering heart. Longing to know more. So the question is asked here. Why would Moses ask God... To see a little more of that which is only a type, that goodly mountain, that promised land, Lebanon, all, it, all these things were, uh, was only types. But he saw in every type, he saw the Lord Jesus, and he wanted to see more of the type because the type represented to him substance. And the more he saw of God, and God's wisdom and power and mercies, the better and more desirous, or let me say, the more his heart was expanded 
for greater discoveries. Find me an individual satisfied with that that they know of God. And I'll show you one that missed God somewhere in the past. The vastness of God and that which God has revealed in His heart to you is continually pressing upon you the desire let me see more let me learn more give me another day to learn the Lord Jesus and to sit at His feet now that's how memory serves you here for the improvement of that you already have your mind today thinks about those things that God's already given you you remember and the remembrance of those things prompts you on remember that pie that you love so much or that cake that you love or that particular that particular vegetable and the way it was fixed you remember you remember that and how it's been a time since you've eaten there and Someone says, I'm going to cook that tonight. And it begins to whet your appetite because you remember how good the dish was prior to. Or you haven't had it in a long time and you remember that was the best meal. How about fixing that again tonight? Or you, I think I'll fix that again tonight. Remember the time that your heart overflowed? With that that God had done, having delivered you from so great a sin, or sins, and trespasses, and having brought you out of darkness, and you didn't know, you didn't know if God would ever deal with you and have mercy, and, and you found, you found forgiveness, and there was this overflow in your soul. For the goodness of God to you, the mercy of God, and you looked around and you see so many, so religious, and yet they don't know God. And God favored me with much grace. You remember that? Or have you forgotten it? Moses had an eye to the sanctuary. Look with me at Psalm 78. That's where it was going to be in Canaan. Psalm 78, 54 tells you where Moses was. And he brought them to the border of his sanctuary. 
No wonder Moses wanted to go over even to this mountain which his right hand had purchased. So Moses had an eye to the sanctuary and to the glory of God that would be there in this promised land in the sanctuary. And here's memory. This is what God did for me. This is how my heart leaped within for joy. I will see more, taste more, eat more. Let me go back to that plate that I enjoyed so much. When my mind was free of everything, and I sat there enjoying the, lo the Lord. The larger your heart is, is determined by how much it has grasped. And how much I have grasped of the Lord means that I have that much more to take with me into glory. Listen, Moses esteemed the reproach of Christ, greater riches. He, he would be the Pharaoh. He would be Lord over all that. But he esteemed the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than all the Egyptian treasures. Now listen, Moses had seen Christ in the Paschal Lamb. And him taking the hyssop and sprinkling the blood on the doorpost. And Moses had seen Christ in the tabernacle. And, and uh, that large bowl where they looked in and washed. And slew the lamb and collected the blood. He'd seen all and been a part of all the ordinances that God had given Israel. Seen Christ in all of it. Yet he still had greater desires. I want to see that mountain over there. I'm here at the border of God's sanctuary. Well, let me go over. See, he didn't know whether or not God would change his mind. Just like David praying for that sick baby. He didn't know. He fasted. He didn't know. Maybe God would change his mind. Moses didn't know. Maybe, maybe God would change his mind and just let me go over there and look at it. And the Lord Jesus Christ said to the disciples, there have been a lot of prophets and righteous men, Matthew, added kings that have desired to see those things you see and hear those things you hear. So the Old Testament child of God had a desire in his heart, her heart, to look beyond the types and see Christ. And every type that, that, uh, wherein Christ was revealed, it only heightened their desire to see more of Him. You're right with God. 
That's what memory will do for you now. Remember how it used to be? Well, it can be that way again. Now, there might be, and I'm sure that there are a lot of things in your memory you'd like to forget. But now listen, God's sovereign over sin and will make grace abound. And you can use memory as a servant to prompt you on to do right today. Past sins, mistakes, blunders, falls, ill-advised steps. If memory's working, it'll make you more careful where you take that next step. If memory's working all that that you wished uh, was erased, God will use it to help you today. God's fixed you just the way He'd have you. Just use past mistakes, past sins, wrongdoings, disobedience, rebellion, not seeking after. Just use it. Though Satan might throw it up many a time, just use it. It's just God saying, I'll make it work for your good. Children, time holds so much of our hearts and minds in this day. And eternity holds so little, if any. God, through Isaiah to Israel, remembered this. And show yourself men. Bring it again to mind, oh, you trespassers. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. Go back. What was that last step you took with the Lord? What was it? Trace back in mind as far as you can to see. What did I do? Where did I err? What did I say? How did I grieve the Spirit of God? Go back there and use memory. And when you get back there, I'm sure repentance will be there. Revelation 2, don't turn, Jesus, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Know what he told them to do? Remember from whence thou art fallen. Folk, if we once again, God have mercy upon us. But if we once again had Holy Ghost conviction, it'd leave us guilty before God to the point that we would find deliverance. We'd find, we, we would not rest under, under Holy Spirit conviction. 
our hearts would run after him till he said, Son, daughter, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven. And you would have found the pearl of great price. But it's also that large diamond. You can just keep turning it in every way you turn. Every cut in it reflects more of the Lord, Lord Jesus. It was said of John Newton, the old slave trader, and ended up as captain of the ship, bringing slaves. When God dealt with him, he was under such a weight of guilt that he made the comment that he envied the dogs in the slums there. They just die. But I got a soul. It won't die. I don't know how long he lingered under that heavy weight of guilt. But when you sing Amazing Grace, you remember I came from a man wishing to be a dog in the slums. Because they didn't have to answer to their Creator. Folk, if we had a if we had an active spirit about us within us, we'd have deeper views of sins exceeding sinfulness. We'd have a greater knowledge of ourselves. We'd have greater discoveries of Christ. Services here, it would be more than a routine. We'd come looking and listening to see and to hear Christ. There would be a more habitual resting on His finished work. There would be day after day a conformity into His image. And we would begin to get victory over indwelling sin. And there would be a constant preparation for our eternal destiny. But we don't have much of the Spirit, so these things are void. But oh, if we had all these things, how it would enhance glory. Now listen, children, God could have saved you and transported you to glory immediately like he did the thief on the cross. But he'll never have in heaven what Mary had, what the disciples had, even in their sin where grace abounded and found great forgiveness. God saved you and keeps you here to improve, enhance, glory, and Christ to you when you see Him. C.T. Studd in the 1800s missionary to China he, he, he inherited much wealth and he gave most of it away to set up missions in Africa and India I've got a couple of his books one of his most noted poems 
contain nine stanzas. I just want to read the last one to you. Only one life to live will soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life has been burned out for thee. Another one, Charles Lamb, an English essayist and poet, very noted, a lot of, lot of good works. He was talking with some more of his friends, a few of his friends, about people they most desired to see. Chaucer, the old English poet of the 1300s, known as the father of literature. If you've read any of the Canterbury Tales, that was him. They mentioned Oliver Cromwell, Cromwell and Bunyan. And Charles Lamb said, There's only one more person I can think of. If Shakespeare walked in the room where we're sitting this day, all of us would get up, rise to meet him and greet him. But if this person walked into the room, all of us would be on our knees trying to kiss the hem of his garment. Now if memory, no, if death took from you memory, it'd be like you walking out of this building and falling and hitting your head, ending up with amnesia. You didn't know who you, you wouldn't know who you are. You wouldn't know how you got here. You wouldn't know what you're doing here. You wouldn't know your own children or your own mate. Everything would be wiped away. Death doesn't do that. You go with your memory. Listen, for God, Hebrews 6, For God is not unrighteous to forget your works and your labor of love. Well, where's that going to be brought up? At the judgment. And God's going to point out, this was one of your good works. This was your labor of love. And memories there to acknowledge God as righteous and truthful. If the saints' works follow them, I hope I proved that to you from Scripture then there must be a memory that goes with those works. If not, it'd be like pinning the Medal of Honor on, on you. And you, you couldn't remember what I do to deserve this. I don't remember fighting. I don't remember the valor you talked about, you're talking about, 
that I manifest. I don't know why you're giving me this. But see, your memory goes with you and you will remember your works. Don't get there and, and God, God say, well done, good and faithful servant. And you wonder, because you lost your memory at death. You don't. It goes with you. Good or bad. Thou hast been a faithful servant, Jesus said, over a few things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. You think those servants didn't know what he was talking about? They took that pound, one gained ten, one gained five. You think they didn't remember that? Jesus said to those on his right hand, Blessed are you. This is what you did when you saw me hungry. And you saw me sick and you saw me in prison you you fed me you visited me you took care of my needs they couldn't work when when Christ pointed this out to them you remember when that hungry person came to your door and you fed them that was you feeding me. So, so why you persecute me? But Christ is in glory, but He feels every affliction of His children. When we see thee in prison, when that neighbor was in prison, wrongly accused. So what they did, they didn't do for recognition. They didn't even know anybody was watching. But the Lord reminded them, and I'm sure they thought of who it was, when it was, that they fed that hungry person, visited that afflicted soul in prison. Past victories could be very useful to you. Today's darkness, today's love in your spiritual advancement, today's low time, you just down, spiritually speaking, you just way down. Past victories, remembering when God delivered you, could be a help for you in these times. God said, Joshua, you've seen all that the Lord your God has done for you. You you saw Him delivering those two kings, and you and you. Israel slaying them and and gaining their territory. Now listen, take that and use it because you'll be victorious over every kingdom that you pass into. Remember yesterday for today's victories and tomorrow's warfare. 
You remember when you asked the Lord and you asked for years upon years, it seemed, it seemed that God would never hear you, but you kept on praying. Some of you may be in that situation now, that you're praying, but God hasn't given that to you. Some of you, God has. Well, when you become a needy creature again, use that what God did for you to help you on in the day to believe that the God that did it then is the God that can do it today. And to you who are praying, don't give up. Keep on. You are a sunken soul if you quit praying. So your memory goes with you. Again, I'll close this, this portion as far as memory. I'll tell you at least for the third time. I do not know how God will sanctify our minds and take that which would make heaven less and do away with it and take that which would make heaven more and our hearts expand more and more press on you must you must press on